And a very good evening to you from me, Father Emil, and a warm welcome to you to our ever-fresh, ever-living, ever-beautiful program, As the Sun Sets. Yes, it's always lovely being with you at this time of the day. Another beautiful day here in Johannesburg. My goodness, what a lovely day it's been. A hot, hot day, though. 36 degrees. Can you believe it? A, a really, really hot day, but a lovely day. And I think we must always thank God for our days. Um, maybe they're not as we would like them to be. Maybe we would like to have a little more rain or something like that. But let's not overlook the beauty of the day that so many people love and long for. Nice to be with you as we come to the close of this day. So let's ask the Lord to be with us as we begin our evening prayer. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips. My heart overflows with noble words. To the king I must speak the song I have made, my tongue as nimble as the pen of a scribe. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips because God has blessed you forevermore. O mighty one, gird your sword upon your thigh. In splendor and state, ride on in triumph for the cause of truth and goodness and right. Take aim with your bow in your dread right hand. Your arrows are sharp. Peoples fall beneath you. The foes of the king fall down and lose heart. Your throne, O God, shall endure forever. A scepter of justice is the scepter of your kingdom. Your love is for justice, your hatred for evil. And therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above other kings. Your robes are fragrant with aloes and myrrh. From the ivory palace you are greeted with music. The daughters of kings are among your loved ones. On your right stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Listen, O daughter, give ear to my words. Forget your own people and your father's house. So will the king desire your beauty. He is your lord. Pay homage to him. And the people of Tyre shall come with gifts. The richest of the people shall seek your favor. The daughter of the king is clothed with splendor, her robes embroidered with pearls set in gold. She is led to the king with her maiden companions. They are escorted amid gladness and joy. They pass within the palace of the king. Sons shall be yours in place of your fathers. You will make them princes over all the earth. And may this song make your name forever remembered. And may the peoples praise you from age to age. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. God planned to bring all things together under Christ, 
when the fullness of time had come. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. He destined us in love to be His sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us. He has made known to us, in all wisdom and insight, the mystery of His will, according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ. His purpose He set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. God planned to bring all things together under Christ when the fullness of time had come. reading is the reading from the Gospel according to Luke chapter 5 verses 17 to 26. Jesus was teaching one day and among the audience there were Pharisees and doctors of the law who had come from every village in Galilee from Judea and from Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was behind his works of healing. And then some men appeared carrying on a bed a paralyzed man whom they were trying to bring in and lay down in front of Jesus. But as the crowd made it impossible to find a way of getting him in, they went up onto the flat roof and they lowered him and his stretcher down through the tiles into the middle of the gathering in front of Jesus. And seeing their faith, Jesus said, My friend, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to think this over. Who is this man talking blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, aware of their thoughts, made them this reply. What are these thoughts you have in your hearts? Which of these is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say, get up and walk? 
But to prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I order you, get up and pick up your stretcher and go home. Immediately before their very eyes, he got up, picked up what he was, what he had been lying on, and he went home praising God. And they were all astounded, and they praised God, and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen strange things today. Indeed, they were seeing strange things on that day. You see, in those days uh, when somebody was lame or crippled or sick, it was always believed that it was because of sin. They'd committed some sin or other, and that's why they were sick. And if it wasn't their sin, it was the sin of their forefathers and that sort of thing. And the scribes and the Pharisees taught this. This was their teaching, that their con the condition and the sickness of people was always the result of, of some, some sort of sin. Now, Jesus was in the house talking to the people, and he, was, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a rabbi or anything like that. He was an ordinary layperson. And, and these Pharisees and the doctors of the law who were there to listen to Jesus, and when they, 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 they heard these wonderful things that he was doing, and, and what was he doing? He was talking about his Father in heaven. That's what he loved doing, is talking about God, his Father, telling people how much God loved them and telling them that, God was a God of love and mercy and forgiveness and that, yes, we have our laws to obey and all that sort of thing, but somehow they hung from every word that fell from his lips. There was something wonderful, gracious about the preaching of Jesus. They just loved listening to him. And so here we have lots and lots of people. I don't know, you can't say hundreds because there were just many, many people gathered around uh, inside the house and outside the house, listening to the wonderful things that Jesus was saying. And he was encouraging people. Of course, all the people that came to Jesus were the sick and the lame and the lonely and those kind of people, the people who felt that, uh, you know, they, 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 weren't, they were getting a raw deal in life, uh, the poor, the marginalized, and so on. And he gave people hope. People flocked to Jesus because he just loved them and they loved being in his company. He would touch them. He would breathe on them. He would heal them. He would give them oh, just something to make them feel just so much better and something to hope for. And so a group of people bring to Jesus this man on a stretcher. Now, how long he'd been on a stretcher, I don't know. Anyway, that's a detail. But they bring the man to Jesus is on the stretcher. And they couldn't get into the house. And so they get onto the flat roof. They take the tiles away. And they let the man down into the house in the presence of Jesus. And what does Jesus do? <laughs> he was talking to them about God, his father, and encouraging the people and so on. 
He says to the man on the stretcher, because he was sick, he was lame, and so it was because of sin. That was the belief of people in those days. He says, your sins are forgiven you. And, of course, this angers all the, the, uh, the doctors of the law and the Pharisees because they say, only God can forgive sins. You are blaspheming. You can't do this sort of thing. And he reads their minds. He reads their hearts. And then he says, I can know. I know what you're all thinking right now. You're saying to yourself, how can this man forgive sins? But I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove to you that God forgives sins and that God can heal. Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up and walk? And of course, they all knew exactly. Of course, to say, your sins are forgiven is so much easier. Only God knows if your sins are forgiven. And he says to the man in the stretcher, Yes, my good man, your sins are forgiven you. Take up that bed, that stretcher that you are lying on. Go off home. You are healed. And before their very eyes, he picks up his stretcher and he walks out, praising God. Praise you, Lord, for your great power and for what you've done for me. Can you imagine the awe in which the people held Jesus? Can you imagine how dumbstruck they were when they saw this lame man get up in the midst of that crowd and walk out, going home, praising God at the top of his voice? So Jesus is trying to say to us today, yes, God does forgive our sins. And he shows this by saying to the man, pick up your stretcher and go home. You are healed. And so when we come to the Lord, we must come in that same faith in with which that man came to Jesus, with which those men brought this lame man to Jesus. We come to the Lord and we say, Lord, I pray that you will forgive me my sins. And the Lord says to you, and he says to me, your sins are forgiven you. And we must believe that, that our sins are forgiven. And he shows this by telling the man to take up his stretcher and go off home. We're not looking for those kind of miracles today. But what we are looking for is for a deep faith in Jesus. He is alive. He is our Lord and Savior and it is in and through Jesus that our sins are forgiven. So no matter what your sin is, and there's so many people who are, they're deeply stuck in their sinful lives. And they often think, I'm going to confession, I'm going to confess the same thing over and over again. Or I've done something that I feel I should never have done, and I have great regrets in my life because I've done this might be because of you're divorced, might be because you've been fornicating or you're committing adultery or you've some kind of sexual sin that, that really haunts you. That's like a, a, a backpack that's just with you. You cannot take it off you. Maybe you've been guilty of, of stealing. Maybe you've been guilty of, of abortion. Maybe you've been guilty of, I don't know, it could be all sorts of things. And you think that, what can I do with this? It clings to me like a leech. And I want to say to you today, we come to the Lord with confidence and we say, Jesus, these are my sins. I'm sorry. And all I ask is 
lay your healing hands upon me and show me that love and mercy and forgiveness that only you can show, that no matter how great my sin is, that you love me and that you forgive me. Just as Jesus forgave the sins of this lame man to whom he says, take up your stretcher and go home. And he says to you and to me, take up your stretcher and go home. Know that you are healed. Know that the power of God is made manifest in you. Your sins are forgiven. That's the confidence we must have. That's the conviction we must have. That's what we must believe, and that's what Jesus asks of us. No matter what we've done or said, Jesus says to you and to me, I forgive you. Go in peace. And may you have that peace that only God can give through the forgiveness of sin. Come to us and save us, Lord God Almighty. Let your face smile on us and we shall be safe. Come to us and save us, Lord God Almighty. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Come to us and save us, Lord God Almighty. See the King, the Lord of the earth, is coming. He will take the burden of captivity from our shoulders. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has, he has looked upon, he looked with favor on his lowly servant. And from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. See, the King is the King, the Lord of the earth is coming. He will take away the burden of captivity from our shoulders. Now the Lord who is to come is the judge of the living and the dead. And so we pray, Christ, have mercy. We thank you for the mercy you have shown us. Let your compassion support us in our weakness. You humbled yourself to wash away our guilt. Forgive us the times when we have been indifferent to your pardon. Grant us also a spirit of understanding to forgive as we ourselves are forgiven. If you should mark the guilt of those who have died, Lord, who would survive? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let our prayer rise like incense before you, Lord, so that we may come in humility and purity of heart to celebrate the mystery of your Son's incarnation. And we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. So we have Marilla Ness singing for us a beautiful song to end our evening prayer. Lovely being with you again at the end of the day, and I hope you're going to have a, a quiet, restful evening. And if you're driving home from work, do drive carefully, get home safely, and know that your loved ones are there waiting for you. Okay, so from me, Father Emil, lovely being with you. I'll be with you again tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. So for now, it's good night and God bless.